Welcome back to another episode of Dev Talks, where we talk about everything engineering and technology-wise with your host, Travian, and we're here with another episode. Thank you for those who do spend their time every week listening to what I have to say and everything like that. It means so much to me. I can't say it enough. I say it every week, and I really mean it because I'm really appreciative of this, and I'm here for the long journey, and I want to see how this changes, what comes through from it. What I want to talk about this week and hopefully you guys join me and uh, let me know your thoughts on some stuff is Google had an event in the past week. So going to kind of go over everything that was uh, talked about in the event, what things uh, were said, uh, a bunch of other stuff, and then we'll go from there. Uh, we'll talk about my opinions on the certain products that were released and things like that or some updates that were shown and go from there. So everybody just sit tight, relax, listen in. Enjoy the show. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Share. Comment if you have any comments and you want to engage. I'm going to be replying to every comment, talk to everybody, and all of that. And if you haven't watched any of the last previous episodes, go check them out. They're all nice. They're all great. And we're about to have fun with this one. So let's go. And we're back for another one, man. This event was huge. Uh, there's a there's a lot to go over in this episode. There's a lot to go over, period. Uh, so much to talk about, so much to talk about in this whole event. Uh, I'll try to get through it and see how everything goes. But yeah, Google had an event last week. Uh, it was pretty nice. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they came up with. That I also seen that there was another event um, in the prior week, too, that about a certain AI that I want to talk about eventually in the future. So I'm going to leave that on the clip note. And if somebody guesses in the comments, then we'll see what happens. But I, I'm i definitely going to talk about it. I just need to learn a little bit more about it and things like that. Uh, another thing I wanted to say is uh, one of the reasons of doing this podcast, as I've always stated, is I want to be able to learn more, especially about in this field and everything. So if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't have done a deep dive into this uh, Google event that just happened and learn about some of this stuff and to be able to talk about it, become more knowledgeable about this. This makes me so much more knowledgeable, and I'm hoping that everybody who listens to this can draw some type of knowledge from this as well, too. And I've really grown to be more appreciative of doing this every week because I'm figuring stuff out, I'm learning, and this is stuff that really interests me and it aligns. So we're going to keep going with these things um, and to kick it off, talk about one of my favorite topics besides video games, since we had a little streak the past two episodes, AI. Uh, Google started off with um, talking about some of their AI improvements, especially for maps. So this is going to do two things. It's going to, they're using basically their AI uh, model. It's called, I have it here. Okay, the AI model is called like Palm Two. It's like P A L M Two, um, and it's basically rivals GPT Four. It basically can't com. It's gonna be able to compare to it. I uh, later on we're gonna talk a little bit more about this specific model and uh, my thoughts about these language models in general and these chatbots and things like that. But the uh, Google really want to show their more 
wanted to make their maps better, more immersive, and also to be able to use that data um, with the AI to be able to come up with better routes, whether it's for biking, walking, driving, all of the routes. They wanted to make them a lot better, see what things are existing, see to make sure that their map is correctly and things like that. So that's a really uh, big update in how they're using AI. They're actually using AI for so much stuff. It, it's really not funny how much they're using it. They're, they Google is so big, they can incorporate into so much uh, stuff. Like, for instance, um, GPT, ChatGPT. It's not directly in... It's it's private for one for OpenAI and things like that, but this is what Google has. Google has their own platform and all of these products, and now they're fine. And we're gonna go through some of these products later and stuff. But now Google has the ability to build on these products with AI and use their own AI within these products. OpenAI, ChatGPT, even though they came to everything first, they're using their product for kind of in like a freelance way it seems people are using their their model and things for for their own projects um they're going to be used in extensions and stuff in the browsers and other stuff like that but google has the ability to immerse all of this into their own products that they have uh, whether it's google docs or presentation gmail all of that kind of stuff and that's what i want to come to go into next they introduced their AI that helps write the emails for Gmail. They called it Help Me Write. So I feel like this is a stronger version of Grammarly. Um, Grammarly, I used to use all the time. In college, I used it to for all my papers. I used it in my Gmail for all my emails to see how professional I'm writing, what kind of way I'm writing something, is my grammar correct? Are, am I spelling correct? Grammarly was very great for that. And it was a very useful tool to have. It's very nice. Uh, I believe they had a premium package as well, too, for Grammarly to pay for it. And it included so many more features and stuff. And it was very helpful. Help me, right? I feel like it's going to be the same thing. They are going to make it easier to make emails overall. Uh, it's going to be used in other stuff as well, too. But... The main concept is for, like, to help you write your emails. Um, you can even make it make a setting to where you can make the emails longer or you can make the emails shorter. So you have the ability to do both. Uh, depends on how in depth you really have to go into certain emails, what you're talking about, um, kind of. Uh, one of the things I want to see from this AI is if you can add a personality into the email. So like I said, with, with Grammarly, when I wrote something, it can say I was writing something very professional, precise, informative. Uh, I wonder if you can change the settings besides just making it longer or shorter. Hey, I want to make it this way. I want you to make it a little bit more informative. I, I don't need this one as informative. It can be a little goofy. Uh, this one needs to be a little bit more professional. This one... And have a little bit of this kind of emotion in it because you don't want every email to feel like you're writing about oh uh, you're writing like you are an ai or you're just having a robot write your stuff 
all the time. Like sometimes it needs to be more personal and things like that. The emailing is a very big part of communication, and this is going to help with communication overall. Another thing this kind of helps with is since the content, the context that Help Me Write is getting from is getting it from previous messages. So I I need to, I want to be a little bit more clear on what they mean by previous messages because I personally would feel some type of way if they went out and grabbed emails that I've sent out before to see how I write emails normally and use that. I mean, it's probably already in their data and stuff and they probably already save it. But sometimes certain emails can hold private information and things like that. And do you really want this AI to be trained on it? And now your private information can possibly be put out there and things like that. It's uh, I'm really wondering what the security is like on this. Or are they talking about this This uh, help me write thing is going to get better as it continuously writes emails for people? Like if you're using um, help me write and it sends an email out, it might not be the best email, let's just say. But as it continues to send out emails, it's saying it's using those past emails for context that you've sent out for future purposes in it. Because ChatGPT does it in a way where if you send it something, it uses that whole thread of messages that you sent it as context to add on to the information that it's given you. So I'm wondering if it's kind of doing that, but at the same time, when I have to read emails coming back in, and that kind of goes back into the uh, privacy thing. I wonder how they're really going to help well with this privacy thing so people can feel more secure because that is one thing that I'm really looking into and that I would want to look into when it comes to using this AI, uh, when it comes to writing emails and things like that, because they were going into the future. These are the things that are going to come up with. And these are just some ideas that I've came up with as well, too. So digging more into the AI stuff, uh, as I said, I'm I'm trying to get through this a quick, uh, decent amount of time, but I I really want to get deep into some of the stuff, uh, just like I just did with the emails kind of a little bit there. So Bar Chatbot, Google's AI, I talked about this weeks ago, probably a few months ago, actually about Bard. Uh, just b- very briefly, because we were talking about some of the other rivals like BingBot and uh, to ChatGPT, because J- ChatGPT has m- mainly been um, the focus of things that have came out uh, and more information surrounding it. But one thing is this Bard chatbot is now available to the public. So now the public has access to this bot. This brought me to a certain conclusion um when OpenAI came out with their AI model it it was something new it was fresh and I'm I'm worrying about yeah at this point because all these companies are coming out with these models and they're coming out with for public use of these chatbots if there are too many now there's so many out there now, and all these companies have it. It's like having all these different social medias and things like that. Like, 
how often are people gonna are people gonna choose their favorite ones and just use that or are people using different ones for different reasons um what are the purpose of having all of these if they're not really too unique um to the other like if all of them are doing the same thing majority can do the same thing or eventually will do the same thing what makes them unique what makes them better will some of these fall off uh and can i can really imagine what would that would do to the market if some of these big companies they invested all this money into their ai and then nobody uses it because now google and open ai are now the two leaders going back to back um for who uses their stuff and bing just doesn't get used anymore and they just wasted all this money on it and there goes a lot of invested money and stuff like that uh the this is stuff another thing that i think about because now this is now released to the public how many other stuff's going to be released to the public how many more companies are going to come out with chatbots like this and I, I just feel like there's going to get a point to where there's too many and too many starts to raise an issue especially if nothing is unique to itself and of course certain companies are going to steal certain stuff from other companies especially smaller ones and things like that but it, it there's going to come to a point where there is too many and that will raise a problem. I'm saying it now here, right the date. This episode is going to come out on Tuesday in May. So uh, just telling you, May 16th, I trading said it here. It's going to come to a point where there's too many of them. And that's going to be a problem. Uh, problem for company, problem for users. It's going to be too confusing. There's going to be too much into the market. There's going to be too many in the market. And it, it's going to stir something up. Uh, somebody needs to, one of these companies needs to just figure a way to take over on at least the chatbot thing. I'm not talking about erase all their AI stuff. Like Google does stuff with AI for their Gmails and stuff like that. If a company does certain stuff for their own products and AI, that's a plus. That That's going to stay, stay. But when it comes to these chatbots for the public, there's only so much that can be used for it. And if every company is doing this and all these places are doing it, then it's going to raise issues and stuff. But back to what, uh, the public thing. So now in over 180 countries and territories, the bar chatbot now exists. Um, as I was saying earlier about the maps, the Palm 2 model is what's used in this chatbot, where as far as ChatGPT, now GPT is on version 4. So they're calling it its rival. We'll see how this rivalry ends, rivalry ends out up and um, what is to make from it and things like that. So uh, really excited in, about that. One thing that I just really didn't even think about that I realized from this event are the languages that are available to use in this chatbot. Yes. With, with ChatGPT and Bing, I never thought about it. I never even seen people use the chatbots in other languages and stuff like that. And I know that can kind of be self-centered of never thinking about how other countries and how other people are affected by this as well too. But... In the announcement, they said English, Japanese, and Korean are available in BardBot or the Bard chatbot in Bard. So, and in the future, they're going to work to make sure the top 40 languages are too. And 
now this is going to lead me to wanting to go out and test other languages in this new Bing bot and this new open AI um, part, because I've never seen anybody talk about this and how important that this can be. And it, 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 it's definitely important to how much you can scale it, where you can let it go and all these other things. It's, and one of the things that I also realized is who has one of the best language translators that they've been having part of them for years? Google. Google has Google Translate. Now, note, OpenAI is working with Duolingo, which is a language learning company, or Duolingo starting to use OpenAI's um, chat GPT or GPT for the language model and stuff like that. So it is being trained on other languages. Um, now that I think of it some, I've never seen anybody use any other languages on it. So that is something I is, will be very curious about. But BardBot has other languages that would be able to. Note Google Translate is not always perfect. Um, you can tend to translate certain stuff in certain languages and people will kind of say it kind of means other stuff it means this or something or whatever like some stuff gets lost in translations because uh, everything's maybe slightly different uh or they were taught differently or raised differently and stuff like that but google does have one of the biggest and best chances of making this a multilingual um ai model and it's it can get scary because then it can be able to go anywhere. Uh, when it has, if it knows all the languages, it can go anywhere and be used anywhere. And anybody can use it, no matter what language they speak, no matter of that. And I also wonder how that's going to help with translating um, stuff in the future between languages and how much more this is going to help people learn different languages and understand other languages or be able to even translate. So I think that's a very plus. That's a very big kudos to Google for that because uh, I haven't seen that note in any other of the important stuff. No, I probably, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I even seen it in Bing's. So I give that to them. Gold star effort. They got it. Um, next is what they're going to expand it to. As I said, they're expanding their AI to all of their models. So BARD is going to be incorporated into their maps. It's going to get expanded into their maps, their Google Docs, their Google Sheets, their Gmail. Um, and then another few, and then I believe Google Collab too. So Google Collab is going to help engineers out a lot. Engineers use Collab at the notebook a lot for different stuff. Uh, trust me, I use it. I use it for work. I use it for school. I use the collab notebooks for a lot of different things. It's going to be great for that. Another thing per thing that I would say kind of rivals it, especially with ChatGPT, ChatGPT has um, GitHub Copilot. So that's another code thing. So I wonder how that's going to work between people who use both. I know there's already engineers who use both and have used stuff for different reasons and different purposes. But I wonder how those two are going to rival each other there in that specific spot, especially thinking as an engineer. I have to think about these kind of things because I might end up using them in the future. So it would be nice to get a head start on it and wonder what the two are. 
Um, once when that's all working and up and running, I might even set a reminder for myself to do a GitHub Copilot versus Google Collab AI kind of versus to see which one may or may be better where they uh, contribute, how they compare to each other and a bunch of other things like that. So just going to go from that and then we'll definitely see for sure. Another thing is the companies that are going to be using BARD. As I said, OpenAI, their GPT-4 was is being used on other companies. Like Duolingo was one. Microsoft is going to most likely use it. They have so many so much money into them. And there's a bunch of other companies that are going to be partnering with them and stuff. But for BARD and Google, they're going to have places like Spotify, Walmart, Redfin, Uber Eats, TripAdvisor, and ZipRecruiter, for example. And these lists are going to really grow. And I believe the companies that have the most other companies using their products is going to be even more better for them. And we're going to definitely see what comes up from that. And it's going to have a dark theme too. So yes, they made a dark theme. Everybody loves dark theme. Why not have a dark theme? Honestly, if you prefer a light theme, let me know. Light or dark. Uh, But I'm pretty sure most people like dark theme stuff. I don't know. I just feel like that's definitely a preference. I see it more than not, if it's an option. Um, Next. So a lot has been going on in the world, uh, especially about like abortions and health stuff. And especially like everybody knows with healthcare and things, HIPAA, and you can't talk about people's stuff and things like that. But Google is making an initiative to delete health location data that they track from you. So if you're going to doctor's visits or going to hospital or if you're going to a health-related area, I'm guessing they're going to delete the data that you went there. And they don't want you to be tracked for that. They don't want you to be, they don't want to track you um, doing that kind of stuff and going to your visits and things like that. So when it comes to privacy, I'm sure a lot of people are going to love this. Um, in general, it, it affects everybody. Everybody goes to, everybody goes get health treatment all around the world. So this is a big thing. Um, it helps out with the whole privacy stuff, like as I said. So, and as I told you about the maps thing, we're going to go into it. But in this event, Google actually made a huge a lot of huge announcements about privacy and helping their consumers and customers and things like that and the people who use their products and their and their privacy as a whole and things like that. And we have one more thing at the end of the episode right before we end that's going to top off uh, what they announced in the event. So next, are, we're going to quickly go through the products that they also showed, you know, this is an event. They talk about all the products, all the nice stuff. So we get to little briefly go over them a little bit, not dive too much into them, but just make people aware of it. Um, they first is the Pixel 7a. It's their budget phone. And 
budget phones are now four ninety nine, uh, five hundred dollars. It has eight gigabytes of RAM, and it's coming off of from the six A. So now this is seven A coming out. I didn't. I phones have come to a whole new high in price. It's like that's really crazy that they said that's the budget phone price. Like phones are so expensive now, and you don't even realize it. And but to that be to be on budget, uh, always feel like it's crazy, but it gets worse. Trust me, how much stuff tends to cost is always going to get worse, and you're going to see why when we get to the end of the products. But next, we have the Pixel tablet. So basically, you know, like the Apple tablets and the Kindles and stuff like that. Now, Pixel is releasing a new tablet that starts at $499. So it starts there, it's going to go up, it's going to change depending on how much, how many gigabytes you have. The gigabyte range is from 128 to 256. And then they also, you can buy additional charging docks too. Each charging dock is 129. Hopefully, if you're not one of those people who needs a charging dock in every room, then you're going to be okay. But uh, that's the price for additional ones, so... Seems a little expensive, but maybe it's just really nice. Uh, maybe it'll just charge the tablet a lot faster. Uh, another thing is I want to know if it's going to be the dock, how well it charges from the tablet compared to their phones and how it can be used on their phones and things like that. I wish I had these products sent to me so I can like do these tests and stuff. It would be so much fun. Um, I would make a bunch of videos out of it and things like that but to hurry up and get through this a little bit uh we also have the last thing their biggest announcement was the pixel fold now remember when i said the budget phone was 499 this phone is 1799 $1, $1799 it just seems like a lot but that's their 1800 phone the pixel fold um i always get worried about these fold phones that keep getting released to the public because I always, almost always feel like they're going to just crack because all these other phones are so sensitive and stuff. Like, what if you fold it and crack it? I'd be so worried about that. But that's what the, those are the products that they came out with. So uh, if you use Pixel stuff in the past, I personally have never used any Pixel or Google items. Uh, I'm more of an Apple person. I have a lot of, I have not a lot of, I have an Apple phone and AirPods. Um, but yeah, the Apple was just where I just been sticking. But I, if I ever had the chance to try out these other phones, I probably would, uh, especially if they were sent to me. Yeah, I would love to try stuff out. Yeah, it would be great. It would be amazing. Uh, one day I will be able to, I'm telling you guys, I'll probably, hopefully I'll be able to make some videos off of it and things like that, but that's what I'm hoping for. But now that the products are done, we have one last news announcement from the thing, and this really helps with uh, the more privacy thing that I was talking about, is unknown air tags, or those little tag things that people put on, like, to lose their, if they lose their wallet or the keys, they put it in their tags, the tags in if you have any unknown ones following you your phone will get alerted your device will get alerted about it and this is very big because 
like when people lose AirPods, AirPods, and you have unknown AirPods following you, um, you get alerted for that. And I want to know if Apple is going to do this ASAP because it's going to help everybody. There's a lot of people who get um people stalking them and things like that and having tags thrown into their vehicles or their belongings and stuff that they have no clue are there or have tags hidden somewhere and they have no clue it's there and it's just following them all the time and people are just seeing where they're going and things like that but this is actually going to be a big thing especially for privacy as a whole uh you'll get to know if something's like that uh, is following you if somebody's trying to see where you're going all the time and things like that because this is what we just need more of we need more of things like this i wish it was thought about sooner because so much stuff has already happened with it but i'm glad google did this so that's here goes to their second gold star of the episode but that is a wrap for the event that is everything that's going on i think it was wonderful i wish i could have attended the event live in person and it would have been great if i had the chance to do that but just don't have that yet it'll come soon i'm praying for it and that it will happen but thank you guys all for tuning in love that you guys stick through it hope you guys liked it like the episode subscribe share it with your friends that want to know a little bit more about this or my thoughts about it let me know if you want anybody on the podcast or if you want me to talk to anybody specific and we're gonna get into it but thanks peace out